blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. Are you With a load of care, does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear? Count your many blessings, every doubt will fly. And you will be singing as the days go by. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. When you look at our in the days of old, God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Let everything that has breath praise 
like you love me, Jesus. I stand in awe of your amazing ways. I worship you as long as I am breathing. God, you are faithful and true. Nobody loves me like
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We will. Thank you, Lord. We will hold on to your good promises. They are yes and amen. 
we will remember you're not finished yet, Lord. And you'll be faithful. When the work you began, you're going to complete it. And we're going to do our part to trust you. We're going to do our part to give you first place in our lives and to walk confidently knowing you're going to bring us through. And all God's people said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Good morning. So good to see everyone this morning. And God been good to you? Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Let me switch over here. Here we go. Amen. Once again, I want to thank everyone that held down the fort last week. I appreciate that. Amen. Brother Gary and Brother Torres ministered the word and the board did such a good job. I mean, the roof's in one place and everything is looking good. And we were able to go to Chicago. As you, we all know Bishop Jones, Bishop Spencer Jones. Every year he has a conference and he brings in mostly young urban ministers. And this is the second year he's let us come up. And Christina led worship a couple of times during, during that few days. And I teach a couple courses. And it was a really good conference. We had a good, good turnout every time. And the services were really powerful. And then we spent a couple of days just enjoying those red, yellow, and orange leaves. And 55 degrees and sunny. Amen. So don't worry. We're from the north. So that is a little bit of heaven on earth for us. But um, I want to thank everyone again for holding down the fort. Because it's nice to be able to go and not be worried about anything behind you. Amen? So you can focus on ministry, and you can focus and appreciate your prayers, because we know that we're there. Amen. If you have your Bibles, if you would go to Hebrews chapter 11. We started a couple weeks ago a sermon series from Hebrews chapter 11. And this is going to be our third introductory message, our final introductory message. Next week we'll start looking at the characters. We'll look at Abel, a worshiping faith or a faith to die for. But we want to finish up, we want to build a good introduction so we can get a good foundation. So as we go and look at these characters, we'll we'll understand what God wants us to do. Now, Hebrews 11, first we'll go to verses 1 and 2. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. And now, Hebrews 11 begins to give us example, example of men and women of faith that God applauded, that God honored. And then as that 12th chapter begins, let's read these verses. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a cloud of witnesses, because we've heard of all those great examples and encouragements of faith, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. And let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of grace. I want to talk this morning, this final introductory message, common truths about the believer's faith. Again, we're continuing in this great chapter of faith, Hebrews 11, And this morning, that final message, wanting to build a good foundation so that when we look at these characters, we'll be able to understand what faith is. For it's God's desire that every one of us become strong men and women of faith. He wants his people to become strong in faith. And we can. We can. It's available to each one of us as we walk with God. And again, we're talking about Bible faith. We're talking about a faith that the Heavenly Father approves of. We defined it like this. Belief. And trust in God and his word with the evidence, the expression of action and obedience. There's a belief in God and in his word. And then there's an evidence of our action and obedience. That's faith. The Christian's faith, as we read in verse number one, has an assurance and an inner conviction. It's a being sure and it's being certain. It's a knowing that God is and who God is and that what God has said is yes and amen. Now we've covered in the last two sermons, well actually a third was the teaching, we've covered what is Bible faith. That's important. Why Bible faith is of greatest importance. We looked at what kind of faith these heroes had. And then on a Wednesday night we looked at how does this faith work and how does it grow? Now this morning we can ask, who can enjoy this kind of faith? And the answer is, of course, 
Whosoever will, you can come to Christ, you can join this race of faith, you can put your faith in the living God and walk with this God. His arms are open wide. You know, this entire chapter, Hebrews 11, is written to inspire us, to encourage us, to educate us, so that each one of us can run this race of faith victoriously and triumphantly. We can run it to completion. Friend, God wants you to be a finisher. Don't just start this race of faith. Make up your mind. I'm going to finish with Jesus. Amen. As we were singing one of those songs, and I'm kind of weeping, thinking about the goodness of God. I look back. You know, I, I, some of us grew up in this thing. Amen. We just, from mama's womb, that's all we've known. And I got news for you. I might have disappointed him a time or two. He's never disappointed me. I might have failed him a time or two, I'm sure. But he has never failed me. He's a good God. He's a faithful God. And I want to walk with this God. And I want to run this race to completion. Now, to help us to get a little background of this book of Hebrews. Now, Hebrews is written to Hebrew Christians who were getting discouraged. They were getting weary in their race of faith. They were starting to look backwards. They were even considering returning to the old way and the old way of life. They were considering dropping out of this race. But these chapters were written to spur them on. These chapters are written to encourage them on and urge them on. And I pray today someone's going to be urged on. If you've slowed down, let's speed up. If you've been wavering, let's make a fresh determination. The world behind me, the cross before me, there'll be no turning back. This chapter was written that their faith would be stirred, that their vision would be fixed afresh on Jesus, that every hindrance... Every entanglement that's slowing them down, that's hindering them in this race would be set aside. And that they, like us, would run this race to completion. Friend, I pray that we can run it with perseverance. That we can run it with power, for God has given us power. That we can run and not grow weary. That we can walk and not faint. That we would run this race with a persevering power. That we would run it with a passionate zeal and enthusiasm for the Lord. That we'd run this race with an expectation. Because I don't know about you, but I snuck in and read the end of the book. And we win. Can you say amen? We win. So we run this race not with a wondering why or how come or singing the blues. We run it with an expectation that we know we're part of the triumph of Christ. We're going to run this race to the completion for the glory of God. If I could give you a little slogan, it would go like this. Keep the faith and finish the race. Let's say that together. Keep the faith, finish the race. Hallelujah. So that's good. Write that down. Put that on your fridge. Put it on that mirror. And it'll give you a lot of time then, won't it? Amen. Let's listen and be encouraged this morning by the testimony of these saints of old. This morning, we will hear four common truths. Common truths, something we all share as Christians. Four common truths concerning the believer and the power of faith. Number one, let's start out with first base. How about that? Amen you got to get to first base before you get to second base. Isn't that right? This isn't T-ball. No, sometimes T-ball, the little guys forget, right? They get so surprised they finally hit the ball, they just run. Knock the pitcher off his mound and they start running to second. And dad or uncle's got to grab him. First base. We go there, run this way. And, you know, some Christians think they can get to second base. you got to get to first base. Number one, faith cleanses all kinds of sins. Aren't we glad about that? Friend, your past is no handicap. Because of the great power of saving faith. The disqualified become chosen. The um, rejected are now received and welcomed and exalted because of saving faith. You see, Hebrews 11 is full of sinners. I mean, God made them saints, but the fact is they're sinners. But listen, here's the beautiful part. You won't find a single sin mentioned in this chapter concerning these these heroes. I mean, Noah got drunk. Don't tell anyone. But it's in the book. Abraham lied twice. His son Isaac did the same. Like father, like son. Look out, dance. Sarah laughed at God's promise. And it was not the laugh of faith. Moses' temper caused him to kill a man. David committed the terrible sin of adultery. What are we trying to say? These men and women were not perfect. But not a word. 
of their failures is mentioned in this great chapter. That's because there's power in saving faith. When we take that first step, first base, and we come to Jesus, He cleanses us from all our sins. There is power in the blood of Jesus to wash and cleanse and wipe away all our mistakes, all our transgressions, all our rebellious acts. And the Bible says He remembers them no more. And then He gives us a new start and He gives us a new beginning. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. It doesn't matter how many times you've tried and failed. It doesn't matter all those things. The precious blood of Jesus can make you clean, make you forgiven, and make you brand new. Can you say amen? That's the power of saving faith. No more condemnation. No more accusation. Because faith in Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sins. We've got good news this morning. Anyone can get in on this race of faith. You can get in on this race. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what your background is. You can receive Christ. You can become a new creature. You can take on a new beginning. It doesn't matter for anyone can join this race of faith, and anyone can become strong in their faith. It starts with a saving faith. It starts by putting our trust in Jesus Christ, receiving a new birth, becoming a new creature, giving your life to Jesus. What happens when you give your life to Jesus? See, your faith in Jesus Christ and in that cross, what he did on Calvary, brings into your life, applies to your life, The victory he accomplished on the cross. You see, his accomplishment is applied to you when you put your faith in him and what he did. You receive the forgiveness of sins. You receive a right standing before God. You receive eternal life. You receive a brand new life. Can you say amen? Let us give praise to God this morning that faith cleanses from all kinds of sins. Let us tell the world that faith in Jesus Christ cleanses from all kinds of sins. For there is no life so damaged, there is no path so dark, that the blood of Jesus cannot cleanse completely and thoroughly and eternally. Can you say amen? Now very quickly, note takers, you get this down, Romans 8 and 1. You might not know this, but you need to know this. Romans 8 and 1, there is therefore now. If you receive Christ, you're in the therefore now. There is therefore now no, how much condemnation? No condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Are you in Christ Jesus? Have you received Jesus? Then God the Father, there's no more condemnation, no more accusation. Behold, all things are new. Thank God praise for that. Amen. See, faith cleanses. What is so important about faith? Faith in Jesus Christ cleanses from all sin. So many are struggling with guilt and uh, condemnation and the enemy accuses them and they, they beat themselves up and their esteem because they feel, but Jesus says, my blood has washed you. My, my power thrown that thing away. Walk in the newness of life. Walk in your new position as forgiven child of God. So number one, faith cleanses from all kinds of sins. But don't, that's first base. Now I don't know about you, but I don't want to stop at first base. Amen? I'm going to get to second base. Second base, faith changes all kinds of people. We don't just get forgiven. We get transformed. We don't just get fire insurance. We get a transformation by the power and the spirit of the living God. Faith changes all kinds of people. We call this transforming faith. Faith transforms a believer. If you truly put your faith in Christ and are walking with him, you're new. You're different. You're not that old person anymore. And the more you walk with him, the less you're like that old rascal. Amen. It's exciting to read Hebrews 11. If you haven't read it, there's your homework. Read Hebrews 11. You see all variety of people that God used, that God transformed, all different types, different temperaments, different personalities, different skill sets, different backgrounds. Oh, it's, it's awesome. There's men, there's women. There's um, young, there's old. There's kings, there's commoners. There's the highborn, there's illegitimate. There's some that are very gifted. Some are very ordinary. But one thing they all had in common They dared to trust God, and they dared to give themselves to God. 
They dared to trust God. And they dared to give themselves to God. That's the qualification. That's the prerequisite to being transformed. To becoming the one God's called you to be. For God will use anyone who really gives themselves to God. Anyone that will make themselves a surrendered vessel. And offer themselves to the living God. God will use, friend, God will use your life. If you let them. If you let them. God will use you. If you let them. Don't limit God by limiting yourself. Past failures. Present handicaps. Human frailties. Earthly fears. Don't let them slow you down. Don't let them knock you off course. Let nothing move you. Or discourage you. Just give God your life. Give God your all. And watch the marvelous things that he will do. Just remember you walk through this life. By the help of God you can. By the grace of God you can. Devil you're a liar. I'm a new creature now. My past is not being held against me now. I'm not that old person I used to be. The spirit of God dwells within me now. And he that began this good work. He's going to complete it. And he's going to use my life to do marvelous things for his name. And for his praise. Friend listen. You can be. You can be an instrument. In the hand of the Almighty. Because faith transforms us. Faith makes us usable. Faith makes us useful. Faith makes us able. Faith makes us fit for the master's use. That's how Paul writes those beautiful words in Philippians 4. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That's Philippians 4 and 13. Put your name in there. Encourage yourself with that verse. You can do all things through Christ. But he's going to give you strength to do what you need to do. Hebrews 11. Think about it. Faith transforms lives. For There's Moses. By faith. He's transformed from an excuse-making fugitive into a liberator, a great deliverer, and a lawmaker. Gideon, by faith. He's transformed from a frightened farmer hiding into a victorious general leading. There's more. Abraham and Sarah, 100 years old, barren all these years of marriage, yet God uses them to begin a nation. Oh, power of faith, believing the promise of God transforms your life and enables your life. Don't cut yourself short. Believe God and let the power of God flow through your life and into your situations. There's more. Jephthah, he's in the book of Judges, an illegitimate son in the book of Hebrews, driven out by his brothers. They didn't want the illegitimate son in the house, but by faith. By faith, when trouble came, by faith, he became the leader and the deliverer of his people. He was rejected by men, but chosen and mightily used by God. All faith transforms lives. Don't disqualify yourself because you made a mistake 20 years ago. Don't disqualify yourself because of ugly words others had said. You're a new creature in Christ now. You're a child of God now. And God's got marvelous things, wonderful things, powerful things he wants to do in you and he wants to do through you. Rahab, you'll find her story, Joshua and Jericho. Anybody remember Rahab? A Canaanite prostitute. Not likely to be picked on the first team. But she had faith. She believed the message of God. She rejected the idols of her past. She rejected the false and believed the message of the true and living God. She put her faith in the living God. It it, it risked her life to do what God asked her to do. But she trusted God. And she didn't just trust God verbally. She put her life in his hands and trusted him with faith. And not only did God save her and her family, after all was done, she was brought into the family of Israel and she became a great, 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 great grandmother of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, faith transforms lives. Faith takes lives that others would have disqualified, rejected, stick their nose out. But faith elevates, faith exalts, faith makes people wonderful instruments in the hand of God. We could go on about the power of transforming faith. But faith enables men and women to endure all kinds of trials, to overcome all kinds of obstacles, to rise above all kinds of backgrounds and setbacks. 
And of course, faith enables a man or woman to accomplish marvelous things, eternal things, things thought impossible, transforming faith. Note takers, write this down. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. I know old timers, we raised knowing these verses, but some might hear, you might not know these verses. Write it down, get this verse in you. Therefore, (laughs) there's another therefore, amen. Therefore, if anyone, anyone, doesn't matter your color, doesn't matter your background, doesn't matter your economic status. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. This faith has a transforming power that makes us new creatures. Number one, faith cleanses. Aren't you glad today that faith cleanses? Aren't you glad today the dumb things we did in our past, the Lord doesn't hold over our heads anymore, amen? And neither do we. Praise God. Faith cleanses, but faith transforms. As you walk with God, you become the one he wants you to be. There's becoming, overcoming, and becoming. Let's walk with God, he transforms us. All of a sudden, we get sweet when we used to be a little mean. See, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes faith, walking by faith. Amen? I begin to get transformed. But now, number three, not only does faith cleanse and faith change, faith conquers. Faith conquers all kinds of problems. Jesus said, in this world, you shall have problems. Amen? Troubles, problems. The life of faith is not free of difficulties, but the power of faith enables the child of God to face every one of them victoriously as we're believing God and obeying God and trusting God, as we're enduring and receiving the grace of God to face what we have to face and do what we must do. I want you to hear this one, Psalms 34 and 19. This is the new King James. Write this one down, the new believers. Write this one down, Psalm 34 and verse 19. Many are the afflictions of the backslider. What? Did I read it wrong? you got to stay on top of them preachers. You never know, they might slip one in there. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. I mean, that, that backslider got enough problems, but this is the righteous. That's you and that's me. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. My God, out of them all. That's the power of faith, you see. He brings us out of them all. Again, Hebrews 11, so many examples. Enoch, he walked with God. He stayed clean in a defiled and polluted world. He lived in a wicked time. It's right before Noah builds the ark. We know how bad that got, amen? But this man Enoch walked with God. Faith does that. Listen, faith will enable you to live in this world and not be of this world. Faith in Christ, in his word, will enable you to live in this world and be a light in the midst of darkness. It will enable you to stay close to Jesus and not give in to the defilement and the lies and the deceptions of this evil age. Faith does that. We think of Enoch, we think of Noah. Oh my, in spite of great difficulty, he stood against ridicule. He stood against opposition. It took him a hundred years to build an ark. While he's building an ark, he's preaching righteousness. While he's building an ark, the generation never knew rain. When he's asked, what are you doing? He had to tell them. They laughed at him. They mocked at him. Noah stood against the ridicule, but he stood. He endured. He obeyed in the minority. And listen, so can you. So can you. Noah built something that saved his family. Men and women, you can build something that will save your family if you'll walk by faith in the living God. If you'll build your life upon the word of God. Like Noah built something that saved his family from the judgment. You too, men and women, can build a home that'll save your children from the judgment that's going to come on this old wicked world. But you're going to have to do it by faith. You're going to have to withstand the ridicule like Noah did. You're going to have to keep hammering those boards when people say, aren't you getting tired and lonely? No, no, no. I can hear the voice of heaven saying it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. So I'm going to keep building and building and building because one day the rain fell and friend, it's going to fall again. Noah, faith conquers all kinds of problems. We in the bellyaching age, everybody bellyaches. Don't bellyache. You know, I don't get something to my car, belly acres. <laughs> first thing I said to first board, I don't like belly aching. We'll deal with things that I can't handle whining. Amen. 
Isn't that right? We deal with it. We deal with it right. We don't act like children. Hallelujah. Faith conquers. See, faith doesn't run. Faith's not going to hide. Faith's not going to make excuses. Faith's going to meet it, greet it, and defeat it. Faith conquers. You got a problem, faith will help you overcome that problem. The three Hebrews, it was bow or burn. They were faced with great pressure and great intimidation. But they went through that fiery furnace, but they didn't go through it alone. And friend, by faith, you can go through every trial and every storm and every season of heartache this fallen world will throw against you, but you'll never go through it alone. As you walk by faith in the living God, Jesus said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. And though we're not free and exempt from the heartaches of life, we have to walk through them. But all faith knows we'll never walk through them alone. Faith knows Jesus will bring us through. Faith knows many things about tomorrow. I don't seem to understand, but I know who holds tomorrow. And I know who holds my hand. Can you say amen to that? Abraham and Sarah, they had a great problem. They had a great promise. It seemed humanly impossible. Anybody here waiting on a promise? Anyone here waiting on a promise? Keep believing. Keep trusting. Keep standing on that word. God is faithful. That one will come home. That wayward child will be restored. God will do what he promised he'll do. David put his faith in God. Faith overcomes the obstacles. David put his faith in God when the rest of the army was hiding and excuse-making, cowering in fear. But David remembered, and don't you ever forget, the battle is the Lord's battle. Man, if I could shout out to every Christian I could see, the battle is the Lord's battle. The battle is the Lord's battle. God will fight for you. God will go ahead of you. God will bring you through. David conquered his giant, and so can you. Faith enables you and I to conquer and overcome all kinds of problems. Whatever your problem is, faith in God, the living God, that's your answer. Faith in his good promises, that's faith that moves mountains and moves men. Faith in God, that's faith that slays the giant that breaks the barriers, that releases the blessing, that brings the victory, that puts the devil to rout. It is written in James, the fourth chapter, that if you'll resist the devil, he'll flee from you. Resist him with faith. Resist him with the word. Resist him with the blood of Jesus. And watch him. Start where you're at. Young ones, start where you're at. Use what you got. Believe and obey the word you know. Trust God presently in the situation you're in. You don't got to wait to use your faith. Use it now. You don't got to wait till I get my degree. Forget the degree. You'll probably never get it. Use the faith you got now. What promise can you stand on now? What is the word of God telling you to do now in that situation? If it's turn the cheek, turn it. If it's seek someone else's forgiveness, seek it. Faith isn't making excuses. Faith is obeying that word. What's that word telling you to do? Trust, then trust God. Believe, then believe God. Step out of the boat, walk. Step out and walk with God. Faith conquers all kinds of problems. But faith must be exercised if it's to be rewarded. Hallelujah. Let me say that again. Faith conquers all kinds of problems. But faith must be exercised if it's to be rewarded. You know, it, be, it, it pays to obey God. It pays to obey God. If you remember any of our previous introductory message, we simplify it. Hearing, believing, obeying. Come on. Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing or reading. Hearing. It could be the written word, which is primarily it. Or it could be the nudging, the moving, the voice of the Spirit, hearing, believing, I believe, obeying, trusting or doing. Amen? Not complicated. What, 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 can, can you trust God? You know, some people don't have faith. I don't blame them. I don't have that much faith to believe for some things. Unless God gives you a special dispensation of faith. Maybe we can't believe for the miracle. 
can you believe the operation will go better than expected? Where, where's your faith? Where's your faith? Just work with your faith. Amen? Just work with where you're at. But if you'll obey God, God will come through for you. I'll never forget. It was long before I met Brother Shambach. He was out in Sacramento, California. And he was setting up his gospel tent for, I think, maybe, maybe 10 days, two weeks worth of meetings. And back in those days, you know, he, it was, he was younger, so he did a lot of things he didn't do when I met him. That was part of my job. But he'd stop to see how the tent was going up. They were starting on a Friday night. And then after that, they would go night, day, night, day, night, day for 10 days, two weeks, whatever, however long it was. And they're getting the tent up, and he stopped by to see how they were doing. Maybe give them a hand if they didn't have enough um, volunteers to help. And he got there, he's walking around, and he noticed, oh, he assumed it was a mother that had walked in the tent with her little child, and it looked like she was weeping. Now, if you've never been under a, t- a tent, it's a beautiful thing. When you get a tent, they can see two, 3,000 people, and it stretched real nice. Well, again, the service wasn't for the evening. So the tent was up, they're starting to bring out chairs, they're running the wires, putting up the lights, doing the sound, and he saw this woman, again, assuming it's a mother, and she's weeping. He goes back to greet her. He says, what, what, what's, what's happening, ma'am? What, what, how can I help you? And she said, oh, Brother Shambach, I thought you were having service. He goes, well, tonight, we start tonight. Then after that, the day service starts. She goes, oh, I just drove, I don't know, two, three hundred miles with my daughter. I can't stay around for tonight. I thought you were having a day service. And, and, and he said, well, what's wrong with your daughter? She says, well, she's a little girl running around looking at this big tent. She, she was born cross-eyed, and there's nothing they could do for, back in those days. I guess couldn't do anything about it, cross-eyed. And she was, I just, she said, and I just felt God impressed. If I could get her under this tent, God would heal her. God impressed on her heart. If I could just get my daughter under this tent, God would heal her. Well, Brother Shambach said, well, well, bring her over. We don't need a service to have a prayer. Bring her over. And this little girl came, and he got, he's a big guy. He got down, and he looked, and then he looked up at her and said, are you sure this is your daughter? Now, that woman was not in a humor mood. She just drove all that way, disappointed. She's going to have to turn around and go home. She was, I think I ought to know my own daughter, Brother Shambach. He said, well, these eyes are perfect. Mama jumped down on her knees. Mama jumped up and ran the tent. I mean, God had totally healed those eyes. Didn't take the prayer of a man. She got the touch of God. But then, isn't that right? Because what did God say? If you can just get her under the tent, I'll heal your daughter. So start out with what you got. Amen? And just, just work what you got. Sometimes it's just very simple things, but you know, big doors swing on little hinges. What's the last thing you believe for? What's the last thing you trusted God for? Faith is like a muscle. You see, we want great things. God says, obey me in the little things. We, we want these fabulous things. God says, why don't you believe me for something smaller? Isn't that right? You're not going to bench press 400 pounds the first time. Amen. You've got to get on there. Let's start with 100 and work our way up. Isn't that right? Faith conquers all kinds of problems. But faith has to be exercised if faith is to be manifested in work. Come on, say amen to that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is so good to us. God is so good. Faith in God conquers all kinds of problems. Here we go. Four common truths about faith in God and his word. We all share these blessings if we'll use our faith. Number one, faith cleanses all kinds of sin. And we thank God for the blood of Jesus. And we put our faith in Christ. And what he did on that cross, and we're thankful that it's like these heroes, God's not recording our sins anymore. Amen? It's a new life. It's a new beginning. But secondly, faith changes all kinds of people. We didn't just get forgiven and stay the same. Some of us were ornery, and we're not so ornery. Not, well, not so much. I mean, but we've changed. Amen. I we're less ornery. Isn't that right? Isn't that true? Some of us had no patience, and now, hey, we do got a little bit. I mean, isn't that true? Some were bound by different things. There were drugs, there were alcohols. They came to Christ, and that new man took over. And the things they used to do, they don't do anymore. Power of walking in faith with this God. Cleanses, change, conquers. 
You know, I know most of you that have walked with God many, many years. We could spend the rest of the week just saying, give me a testimony of how faith in God has moved mountains for you. Give me a testimony how faith in Christ, standing on his word, has brought rich blessings to your life. Faith has helped you and I conquer all kinds of problems. We that have walked with God, we don't testify of a carefree life. We don't testify of never having a battle. It's a fight of faith. But God gives us the grace and strength we need. God gives us the promises that we need. And we've seen faith conquer all kinds of problems. Let me give you one last one. One last one. You know, we live in an age. Hear all this word potential, potential. I remember that, 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 that swept through one time. That, you know, we get certain words that get, you know, they, they're the N word. Vision statement used to be an N word. Some people had a vision statement. My Lord, there are three people in their church, but my Lord, they had a vision statement, all right. Hey, whew, I'll tell you that. Potential. You know, potential and 50 cents won't even get you a cup of coffee if you don't do anything with it. Come on, say amen to that. You saw all these little ones that ran by going to Pumpkin Fest? For all we know, there could be a heart surgeon in that group. The potential is there from birth. But then there has to be a lot of work and a lot of discipline and a lot of faith to see that fulfilled. Are you with me now? Am I getting you now? Because we get excited when we get a nice word. We get excited about, you know, God gave me, a, that's good. But if it stops there, it's, Amen. If you've ever taught in schools, you teachers, sometimes you get so frustrated. You see a child with a lot of potential and you shake your head if they would just apply themselves. They just won't apply. Well, here we go. Not only is faith cleanse, change, and conquer, faith releases all kinds of potential. You see, friend, you are made by God and you are made for God. Unless you walk with this God, you'll never become the one you are created to be. He's your designer. He's your creator. He's your redeemer. And only as you walk with him will you become and overcome and accomplish the things your life was intended to accomplish. The power to become, the power to achieve, the power to accomplish, the power to unleash what God has placed within a man. That power is unleashed by our faith as we believe God and obey God and trust God, and walk with God. As we build our homes and build our lives upon the Word of God, as we stay filled with the Spirit of God, and allow and submit to the leading of God. By faith we grow, and mature, and increase, and develop. It's walking with this God, and obeying this God, and trusting in His care. Again, it's daily working out our salvation with fear and trembling. That's where we um, become and overcome. That's where I can become a better son or a better daughter. That's where I become a more perfect husband or, or wife. That's where the vision that God gives comes from a vision, a dream to a reality. Faith does that as I walk with God. And if you're going to walk with God, you've got to follow the path of God. You see, some people get to a place uh, far enough and you limit God. But faith goes all out with God. If you send me to Kenya, we're packing tomorrow. If you force me to go to a place that breaks me and humbles me, Lord, I'm going to do my best to endure your process that I might enter into the product that you desire and have designed for my life. Faith does that. Faith does that. Faith walking with God. For anyone that does not walk with this great God, they limit what they were created to be. But it's only with God can we become the one he's ordained us to be. Oh, my, my, my. Hearing, believing, obeying, applying, that develops us. That deepens us. That transforms us. That's how shepherd boys become giant killers and kings. That's how the barren become fruitful and the timid become courageous. That's how failures in the eyes of men become instruments of victory and honor. In the hands of God. It's by walking in faith with the Lord that we make progress, that we release our potential, that we fulfill our purpose, that we live out God's plan. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? We finish with this. 
want to climb back down to first base. There might be someone listening this morning. You're, you have not received Christ. Maybe you did and you drifted. You need to get to first base. You never get all around if you don't first go to first base. You see, many are in this world. Maybe you know some. And they're running after temporal things. They've made temporal things their goal, their God, their... But they're leaving God out. They're leaving God out. They might even be doing noble things in the natural, but they're leaving God out. They're ignoring God's call. They're ignoring God's kindness. They think they're making progress. They think they're achieving, and maybe there's natural trophies and awards and plaques that say they are, but they're headed in the wrong direction. I mean, some are trying real hard. They have an energetic effort. They're giving it their best. They just don't realize it. That you'll never reach the most important goal if you leave God out. In fact, if you're leaving God out, friend, I'll say it as nice as I can, you won't like your final destination. No matter how things are going now, you might say, preacher, leave me alone. Things are good. I'm doing good. Listen. They say all they want to say about enjoy the journey, brother, you better enjoy the destination. You can enjoy the journey if you can, but you better really enjoy the destination. The journey can change. The destination's forever. You know, I read a funny story that kind of made that point. Many people live their lives like this worker of a high-rise building. They were building a high-rise. I think he was on the 20th floor, and, well, he, he was careless, and he, he fell off one of the beams. Down he goes. And as he's falling, I mean, on the 20th floor, he gets by the 10th floor, and there's a guy working there, and the guy yells out, how you doing? And the man responds, so far, so good. But not for long. But not for long. Tell someone next to you, but not for long. You might say things are going good. Come on, don't bug me. But not for long. Because you're heading somewhere. Do you know where you're headed? You said it yesterday at the funeral. Death is an appointment that we're all going to have to experience. Death is an appointment. We can't avoid it, but we can get ready for it. We, we can't avoid it. None of us can. But we can all prepare and get ready for it by receiving Christ. First base. Putting our faith in Jesus and what he did on the cross for us. Amen. And then from there, we're going to walk with him. Faith is a walking thing. Amen? And we'll grow in him and mature in him and overcome in him and fulfill our potential in him. Amen. Here's our thoughts. Here's our thoughts. Next week, we're going to start with the characters. And Abel's the first one. He had a worshiping faith or a faith to die for, however you want to look at it. But number one, I want to ask you, have you exercised saving faith? In a little while, we're going to sing our final song, and I'll have a final prayer, and we're going to open the altars. And people come and get prayer for a variety of things. But if you're here today and you've never received Christ, I invite you to come. Put your faith in Christ. He loves you. He died for you. He's willing to receive you if you'll give your life to him. Or maybe you've drifted, and you just need to make things right because you know the way you're going, that path will not end at the place you want it to end. You need to get redirected. Today's the day to get redirected and start walking with faith and walking with Christ. Secondly, are, are you growing? Are you exercising your faith? Are you being transformed? I, I pray as every new year comes, that at the end of the year comes, I can look and say I've grown. doesn't matter how long I've been with Christ. doesn't matter how long we've been. I want to be able to look every year and say, Lord, I've grown. I, I've matured. I, I got a few more of those rough edges sandpapered off. I, I, I got a lot of rough edges. Amen. That's a lifelong job right there. But I want to ask you, are, are you growing in faith? Are you walking with God? Number three, are you overcoming? Do you have a present problem that you'd like to come and have someone believe with you? Or believe God will help you conquer that problem. That God is going to work in your situation. It could be physical. It could be something in your finances. Now, you might have to go make some changes and act things out and obey the Lord. But you can come this morning and someone will pray with you. They'll join a prayer of agreement where another faithful person is going to agree with you and pray and believe God to move mountains in your life. 
Let's remember this and never forget. Faith cleanses all kinds of sins. Faith changes all kinds of people. Faith conquers all kinds of problems. And faith releases all kinds of potential. Let's bow our hearts in prayer. prayer. Father, we love you. We thank you.